right, welcome back to the I'm There podcast, guys. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my birthday boy co-host, Kenny. It was wow. recently this guy's birthday. You know, he tried to keep That's it true. key, but... Uh, That's true. But we found I, out. You know. We found out. And so everyone, please take a second to wish Kenny E. Delgado uh, a nice happy birthday. He is a year older. He's looking a young 25. So, you know, mm. 25 mm. forever, King. You know, I do what I got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was my birthday. Yep. Uh, I didn't really do much. Um, I went to work on my birthday, and my mom and my dad and my stepmom and some of my brothers came down to the job to uh, surprise me. Um, they oh, ate there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, hold up. You guys might hear a zipper. That's not my pants, I promise. It's my jacket. It's his pants. Uh, I mean, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, yeah. So I, I literally just worked on my birthday, and then <clears throat> I was planning on going to the Hibachi Grill on Sunday uh, after my birthday, but those plans fell through um, because certain things just weren't able to work. Uh, so I didn't really do much else. I just kind of hung out. I went to work, well, and yeah. Sunday was also – we live in the Philadelphia area. I live directly in Philadelphia. You live in, you live in the surrounding area. Uh, but as everyone listening to this probably knows, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl, so – Shout out mm-hmm. to the Eagles. Uh, and if you also know anything about Philadelphia, you know that Philadelphian sports fans are absolutely fucking nuts. So Sunday was a crazy day here. Where I live at, I live in the heart of South Philly. And that is a very Italian area. It's a, it's definitely heavy on the sports. Everyone in this area loves the Phillies. They love the Eagles. They love every everything Philly here. Like, this is where the cheesesteaks are primarily known for and everything like this is that area i'm right there uh and it gets really loud i could actually tell that philadelphia was winning the game simply because of how loud it was outside of my apartment like i would hear screaming and i knew so the game literally started right at three o'clock and by 307 i want to say Something around there, I heard screaming, and I knew that they scored already. I was like, "Holy yep. shit, we're already off They've to been a on, crazy start." They've been on fire. The game before the last one, that same thing happened in the first like couple minutes. I think they got like a turnover and a, and a touchdown. Yeah, and then that game ended like thirty-eight to seven. <laughs> and uh, and then this game, I wasn't able to watch it just because I was doing other shit, but um. I heard fireworks start to go off, and I was like, "Oh, the Eagles won!" Yeah. Like people started setting off fireworks. I was like, "Oh, okay, the Eagles." Good if shit, the they Eagles did won. not win, uh, it would have just been people setting fires. So that's kind of how when you live in Philly, you get to know the difference. If you hear what sounds like gunshots or actual gunshots, it's probably a good thing. If there's a sporting event, if it's not a sporting event happening, you probably want to run for your fucking life. But that's a that's a very Philly, you know, culture thing. And again, we have some of the craziest fans here. People lose their minds. I actually went out after the game uh, to go to a Chinese restaurant. I want to say it was, yeah, I think it was a Chinese restaurant, but it was in Jersey. We drove over the bridge. I live really close to the Jersey Bridge in the Jersey Turnpike. And we, it was like me, Silverman, and a couple of our friends. Uh, we wanted to try this place that he saw on TikTok. So this has been the new thing that's been going on with us. And and and, and real quick, this episode in general is just going to be kind of a general rant. We're just going to be talking about any old thing because that's just it's been a while since we did one of these episodes. And a lot of people love these kind of free form episodes where we just kind of freestyle and talk. Um, I love them. I love them, too. They're actually very easy because it's just me talking to one of my best friends and like 
catching up and stuff like that. But anyway, so Silverman's thing is TikTok. He loves TikTok, despite the fact that Silverman needs to stop. All right. <laughs> he needs to stop that. He is too damn old and too damn big. So to be using TikTok, that is a spoiler <laughs> alert, because I agree with you on that, <laughs> because TikTok has definitely he likes everything he sees on there, especially when it comes to obviously the food stuff. And I like food, too. Like, I obviously I love it. In fact, I always thought it was strange because Silverman and I, we've traveled together for a decade, right? Like we literally went to every event together for a very long time. He's been around me for a very long time because we live in the same city. We, we're, from, we're both from South Philly, actually, which is actually interesting. I'm from the hood. He's from a gated community, but we're both from South Philly. <laughs> so you walk too it's far, you'll end is. up in his place. Uh, but yeah, so we're both from the same place. We've always been around each other, especially as competitive Yu-Gi-Oh players and stuff. And we eat the same thing. Like when we go out, it's so interesting to me how everything that he orders, we both eat. And all the desserts and stuff, we both eat and everything. And I'm just like, it has an effect on you that does not have on me. And we talk about that all the time. He's like, yeah, well, I don't stop. You eventually stop. I'm like, I guess. But anyway, back to the point. He saw this restaurant on TikTok and they're known for dumplings. And apparently the one in New York has a Michelin star. Now, I am not going to butcher the name of this restaurant. I do not know how to pronounce it. Uh, I might post. I took a quick little boomerang slash video just panning the restaurant real quick. That I might post on Patreon or something like that. Uh, but other than that, I don't really want to even try to, to say the name because the name was fully Chinese. Like it was not at all something that I can say and I don't feel confident in saying, but it was they were known for their dumplings. And this one was in Jersey, so it was a branch of the Michelin Star one in New York. Apparently, it's supposed to be all the same stuff though. So for all intents and purposes, this is a restaurant that either has a Michelin star or once had a Michelin star. And we went in with really high expectations because the TikTok videos looked insane. Everyone on TikTok who re, you know made videos of it and stuff like that was saying, oh, this place is awesome. I go here all the time. Then the Google reviews were really good, too. I think it had a 4.7 on Google out of 5, which is really This high. one and bad. This just sounds like set up for bad. Well, okay, here's the thing. So here's where TikTok can be pretty bad. So TikTok made this place sound like it was going to be the second coming, like it was going to be the first time I ever, you know. And... When we got our food, we were eating it, and Sylvan and I, we're very blunt. We're very, like, you know, we we don't sugarcoat things very well. I think that that might be the Philly in us, but after a while of eating our first couple of courses, we were kind of like, ah, this is just regular. Like, it was just, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't. It was Chinese food. It, exactly. It was the dumplings. They, the, the crab meat one was actually kind of gross for me and him, but that could be an acquired taste type of thing. I actually like crab a lot. I like lobster and shrimp and scallops, but the crabby dumpling was actually kind of gross. Uh, the pork and the beef dumplings were, were good. Uh, and then the chicken dumpling was meh. And there was nothing that blew us away. And that's kind of the, the issue that I guess both of us had with it is that we were expecting this absurd quality, this absurd flavor. And it just was like, okay, this is, this is fine, I guess. But I, neither one of us want to go back. And that was one of the things that we kept saying is that I won't really come here. We made a trip off to Jersey. Granted, it wasn't far. It, the place is actually, not even kidding, once he picked me up from my apartment, I think we were there in like 15 minutes. So it's very close to where I live. Because again, I live very close to the Jersey Turnpike. And so once he got me, we were over the bridge and then we were basically there. But uh, it wasn't anything spectacular. And TikTok just has this effect. TikTok is the best marketing tool right now because it's the hive mind going on where people see something and they want to try it out. 
And I think that people are honestly afraid to just shit on things or to say that things are average. So when people make a video for their own content, they always want to make it sound better than it is because for content purposes, for your, for your own personal page, you want to make it look like everything that you do is really fun and amazing. That's how people are. Basically, Instagram and TikTok are your highlights. Uh, you got to tell them, I'm like, this shit was trash. Yeah. But let me say this. <sighs> All right. Deep breath. Why are we taking food recommendations from twelve-year-old white girls? Like, I don't. <laughs> that's so. That is what is happening? That is like speaking. that's what TikTok is. Like I don't understand. You're not why, wrong. Why is that? Would, would you ever listen? No. The to a twelve-year-old no. white girl's advice on anything, right? No. no of course not. The answer not. is a hard no. <laughs> and I'm glad that you said it, not me, because it is a lot of that. Like people who don't know what good food really is, anyway. Right, like people who aren't used to maybe seasoned food or just food from other cultures that's really high level. But we kept comparing it to this place in Philly called Chubby Cattle. And it might be a chain that's in other places as well. Chubby Cattle is a, a hot pot. It's a hot pot restaurant. And it is literally so fucking top tier. If you come to Philly, so I know that there's a YCS in Philly in May, which just got announced this week. So shout out to Konami, I guess, for randomly announcing a YCS in Philly in May. Uh interestingly enough i will not be here for it i will be in japan but that is a rant for a later point in this episode probably anyway uh if you come to philly though for the ycs i highly recommend now there's going to be thousands of you here for the ycs so you're going to have to figure it out but the restaurant's pretty small but and they don't take reservations but it is one of the best restaurants in the entire city me and silverman have steak 48 is number one and chubby kettle is number two and we, it's not close. And then I would say for me, because Silverman doesn't really go here often, but Green Eggs for me would be like my number three favorite restaurant in the city. And if you see my Facebook posts or even sometimes my Instagram posts, I post Green Eggs often because I like it there. It's a brunch spot. They have really crazy concoctions, all kinds of like tiram, like this week's special is tiramisu French toast. And they have all this stuff that's a staple. So it's there every time you go, like chicken and waffles, uh, short rib Benedict which is insane. They have this thing called the kitchen sink, which is literally to bring out a skillet that is actually, I guess, still cooking when they bring it to you, but it's, it's like shrimp and grits and all these other like spices and stuff in it. It's all their food is amazing. It's really well seasoned. It's really delectable. And I highly recommend you go there. I highly recommend you go to chubby kettle if you can. And also steak 48, if you're balling because steak 48 is very expensive. We just went on Friday before the Eagles game. So that like Friday that uh, just passed, and we, uh, I think it was, it was six of us. We spent about two seventy a person. So it's pretty expensive. But if you saw any of the pictures I posted on Instagram, uh, we literally filled the table up with food. I mean, every single, because what the waiters always do is when we start ordering our sides, they're like, oh, our side dishes are made for like, you know, family style, two to three people, sometimes four, depending on how much you want. And immediately I put my hand out like Chadwick Bozeman and, you know, Black Panther and said, we do not do that here. And she was like, okay. I was like, so we'll all take a mac and cheese. We will all take. And so we all ordered our own separate sides and whatever we don't eat. We just take it home, which funnily enough, I love the next day or maybe two days after uh, reheating my like steakhouse food. It's so good. If you put it in a toaster, oven. I don't use a microwave for really anything, but if you toast the oven, your steak and your mac and cheese and your, you know, candy yams or sweet potato or whatever you got, you toast oven that shit. It tastes so good still. So that's kind of our it, thing. Toast oven's top tier. I just want to say that, like, I feel like I don't 
I don't like listening to the phrase. I don't like listening to how much money he spends. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> like not at two hundred and forty eight dollars a person. Seventy, like, but yes, Jesus Christ, two seventy a person. Yeah, it's if I was there, bro, there would have been a problem with my checking and my savings. Oh like my it would have been. This I would have been like, I'm like, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not, trying to hear, I'm not trying to hear this. But yeah, <laughs> like, it, it is expensive for a place Matter of fact, I would have showed in. up. This is what I would have did. I would have showed up. I would have smuggled in some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and then I, I would have took it out. Honestly, good. you could have eaten all the shit that we didn't eat because we didn't eat so much of it. Now, granted, I think everyone did get all of their food boxed. But if like if someone at the table was like, yo. I'm going to eat that. None of us would be opposed to it. Be like, sure. Like, fuck it up while it's fresh. Like you, you could have. That's what I used to do in high school. Like in high school, I noticed a lot of people didn't, you know, eat all the food. Yeah. And so I just wouldn't order food and And I would just eat. I would just eat what everybody else didn't eat. Kenny, Kenny lived such a ridiculous life. Like you would think (laughs) that this kid grew up (laughs) in some fucking, like a, like a shelter or something. He's like, Oh, I just just wait. I ate after everyone else ate. Like, get the hell out of here. That's what I did. And I ate quick, too. <laughs> I, I ate it. quick. Because, look, I remember, I think my dad gave me 20 bucks for the week for food. Right? So it's 20 bucks for the oh week. God. Now, granted, we so, are older, guys. So when he says 20 bucks a week, the times were different. Things did not cost. Like, now 20 bucks can't get you a dozen eggs. But 20 <laughs> bucks back when we, when we were growing up. When we were growing up, we sell old to shit, what I'm about to say, because my grandma used to say <laughs> stuff like this. But 20 bucks could literally get you so much shit in the 90s when we were growing up. Like, no lie, right? Like, it could get you so much. Yeah, it was the shit. I mean, 20, yeah, so 20 bucks for lunch for the week. But what I would do is I would just save the 20 bucks and then I would just eat other people's leftovers. Mm-hmm. That way, I would just save the money and then I'd be able to buy myself a video game. Yeah, Kenny Kenny is very resourceful in that way. I am similar. I would get lunch money. I would get money for miscellaneous things. But I rarely spent it on what it was given to me for. That's just kind of... I would ask for the money for that thing now. And then when I get it, I'm like, well, now I don't want to spend it because it's mine. Like, when it was when it was my parents' money, right? Like, when it was their money, <laughs> I was okay. If it was like, mom, I need money for this or dad, I need money for this. I fully was prepared to spend their money. The second they gave it to me and it became my money, I was like, well, now I don't want to spend it. Like, now I don't think I, I don't think I want that anymore. So I have a really weird relationship with spending my own money. It's, it's a whole rant. But me too. Me I, too. Clearly. But yeah, so that was, that was the weekend. The weekend was fun though. I, uh, I really enjoyed the, you know, just going out to eat with my friends Friday and Sunday, even though the restaurant we went to, the TikTok restaurant, it wasn't the craziest thing by any means. Honestly, it was very mid. And like we said, we probably wouldn't go back, but I still enjoyed the experience of just like trying new things, uh, eating with my friends. And then we got ice cream afterwards, which makes everything better. So that was, that was kind of that. I want to say this now for all you fucking snowflakes who were complaining oh, online about episode three of the last of us. You can oh. go to you can go to hell. Literally, I've seen so many people, and I'm not. We're gonna do an actual mid season review of The Last of Us. So after episode five, you can expect a podcast coming out the very like next week or like that week or whatever uh, for The Last of Us. Once we get past episode five, which is the mid season area, and we'll I will rehash this. But I just want to get this out here right now and read you fuckers the filth because I'm so tired of seeing people talk about oh there's like this gay agenda and oh this wasn't an original game even though it actually was like. The writers confirmed that when you read the letters, you can literally tell 
that Bill and Frank were lovers, like just fully lovers in the game. Like that is the source material. And they expanded on it because that's what that's what shows do, right? Like shows expand on what's there. The same thing with House of the Dragon is based on a book. But like the show actually expanded on some of the things that you have to read between the lines on. But people were like, oh, I'm done with this show. I'm tired of these these big companies trying to force this agenda on us. Like what agenda? Gay people literally exist. They breathe. They exist nah. right in your world. And they only exist because of the agenda. <laughs> if, they, if people stop, that's why they're here. Because <laughs> the agenda keeps making more of them. Gay people Get are here them- because of straight people, actually. Get them off of my lawn. Without straight people, <laughs> there would be no gay people. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you mean? No, nah, um, I don't. I don't know. I've, I, it's it's so interesting because uh, the way we've been watching The Last of Us, um, I have like a group of people that we've been watching it. The night it comes out at like midnight, and it's like seven of us that are all in a Discord call, and we sync it up and watch together, and it's really fun. We're all muted and just like typing. I was because, gonna like, say, like, how do you guys deal with the? random talks and stuff like that but i guess you just you just said yeah we just all mute like i i sync stuff online with a lot of people usually i don't mute if it's just like one or two people right we yes. just kind of hang out and then like you say but with like seven people we There's were like no all right way. we all gotta mute like you all gotta mute yeah. if you want to talk just type and it's been a lot of fun though so we were watching uh episode three and all the other episodes but we were watching episode three and pretty much the consensus the entire time was like this episode was really fucking good. Uh, we're not going to do, we're not going to talk too much about it, but the episode was really fucking good. We all just amazing. like loved it. And then like, it was so weird. Cause by the next day after, you know, other people have seen it and we got to hear s- stuff from other people for the most part, the consensus was like, that episode was incredible. Yes. Like, People saying, like, 90%. one of the best episodes of, like, TV. But then there's other people that are like, I'm canceling HBO because this shit is gay. Yes. <laughs> I just I, I, I can't deal what? with people being idiots. Like, you're, you're an idiot. And then it's the same people who call other people snowflakes that are actually the snowflakes. Like, these people are so bent out of shape about things that you really shouldn't even care about because someone else's sexuality really doesn't have anything to do with you. Like, it just actually doesn't. It doesn't affect you doesn't do anything to you i don't know why people care so much but they see the need to go online and voice their opinion so here i am telling you that you're an idiot and you can fuck off and go straight to hell you heard it here mm. first on the i'm their podcast mm. but yeah fantastic episode really amazing and i can't wait to actually do our mid-season review because i'm fiending to talk about the last of us again it is actually off to such a good start like yeah it's really good did really i tell you i don't know if i told you this but uh I was at work and somebody asked me like, um, they're like, Hey, like, what have you been watching recently? Have you watched any good movies? Have you seen any good, whatever? And I was like, ah, what am I watching right now? I don't know. And like, I know I'm about to watch like Wakanda forever. Uh, and we're gonna do a podcast episode. If, if you guys don't know, actually, when we're recording this, it's February 1st and Wakanda forever just came out on Disney plus. Um, and so we're going to be doing our next podcast episode on Wakanda forever, uh, after this one. Yep. Uh, so that's happening, and then Eternals is happening. But anyway, I didn't watch those yet, and I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" I was like, "Oh, I'm watching The Last of Us." Um, I was like, "Yeah, I'm watching The Last of Us. I'm actually really liking it. It's way better than I thought it would be. It's really, really good, etc." And then he goes, "Ah, uh, yeah, I tried that show. It's just like The Walking Dead. I don't really care for it." And I was like, <laughs> "All right." Oh, I love, I love that you just said, "All right." I love that. <laughs> 
I love that you spent zero time trying to convince this person otherwise. Yeah. I love that this is this is the maturity that comes with age. Like Kenny and I are so old now because I'm telling you, if you met us earlier, we were so argumentative. Kenny and I would just argue with, uh, with other people and with each other about everything. So the fact yep. that he just literally said, "All right," instead of literally quite like before we would question a person, and be like, "Well, where'd you draw that conclusion from? Like, what what besides zombies?" gives you the idea that it's just like the walking dead like we would question them and then kind of get them to poke holes in their own logic and basically make fun of them without them realizing or if they realize it we don't care either way it's like all the yep. same but yep. we would, and then if they try to actually debate it then we would actually continue to debate yeah uh, but the fact that the, the new kenny the 2023 <laughs> kenny just said all right <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just not the man i grew up with at all that is I, look i had no time for it i'm sorry I I tend to be the same way and and unless (laughs) it just gets to like some things get to a boiling point and I just have to say something but yeah stuff like that I do not care to convince people otherwise like I I just everyone was saying before it came out House of the Dragon oh it's gonna be bad you saw how how Game of Thrones ended I'm not going back and forth for y'all this is this is source material from George R. R. Martin himself y'all saw the first five six seasons y'all know what it is I'm not going back and forth with nobody it has already won Best show on TV for the year 2022. It rings of power can suck it. Show is not very good at all. Uh, yeah, and that's just that's just how I'm carrying it. Like I, I'm not going to argue with you guys. Like it's it's not that serious. I'm just going to state how I feel, and and you're allowed to feel differently, and that's fine. But what I'm not going to do is like we talked about this before. I think where people say we did, we did. Where people kind of want us to tell them why yep. something is good. Like they want us to defend yeah. it. We talked about this. I remember it got brought up when uh somebody tr- wanted like was trying to argue with yes. me because they they like were like, well, I just watched Cowboy Bebop and I think it sucks. And I was like, okay. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, well, why do you think it's so good? Nope. And and I was like, well, you're allowed to just think it's bad. Yeah, like, that's fine. Yeah. They're like, yeah, but I don't understand. You think it's so good. Explain to me what I'm missing, and I was like, "No, watch it again." Like I'm not. <laughs> my my new thing. Might what do you be, want me to do? Because we have this podcast, my new thing might be just directing them to our podcast and being like, "Yeah, yeah." You can simply listen to. I'm not because I'm. What I'm not going to do is I'm not going to explain something to people individually if I've already said it on this and like there's an entire True. show that you can listen to that's probably two plus hours long or close to two hours long of us literally talking about. Pros and cons, because we're not just completely biased yeah, yeah. and we just think like, oh, Cowboy Bebop is an old anime, therefore it's just goaded because it's goaded. Like, no, Cowboy Bebop is genuinely good to us for many different reasons. The music, the actual anthology of it all, mm-hmm. like the things that bring the characters together, the things that make them, you know, apart. Like, there's so many things about Cowboy Bebop that I like, and I just saw it literally last year. I've never seen Cowboy Bebop before last year. So, yeah, like, and it's got a lot of woke gay shit in it. It does. It actually does. Uh, but I, th- I think in, in general, like, I, with the podcast being a thing that we do, and it's almost been two years doing this, and we have so, like, again, it's a library of content, right? So we've done so many episodes on so many different anime, so many different TV shows. Not that I forget some of the shit that we've done. I'm like, literally, Kenny was like, we didn't do a Power Rangers episode yet. We fully did a Power Rangers episode, like two hours worth, too, mind you. And Kenny was like, I don't think we did Power Rangers yet. And, uh, it's there, but that's that's what happens when I was was gonna fuck around and record another. I was gonna just, (laughs) we would have done another one, yeah. I think that we are, what is this, episode, this right here that we're recording at, at this very moment is episode 127, and that's not including all of the episodes that are Patreon exclusive, which are becoming quite numerous now because we are 
almost 24 months in, right? Like it will be 24 months in July that we've been podcasting. There's a lot of Patreon exclusive episodes. Yes. Not to mention, I guess since we're on the topic of Patreon, if you guys don't know, uh, I have been uploading literally daily content to Patreon. Like I have been going so hard. And YouTube. And YouTube. I've been uploading. I'm glad you said that. And yeah. (laughs) I've been uploading daily content, making thumbnails, Working, burning a midnight oil, uh, making a bunch of content. Mainly, it's all Edison format stuff because I'm just so enthusiastic. Like I am fully back in like Yu-Gi-Oh mode, and I feel my drive and everything. And it just makes I'm I'm happy in the space that I'm in right now. So I've been putting out a lot of content on Patreon and then also on our YouTube channel. So check those things out uh, if you're interested in like seeing that type of stuff. But yeah, it's it's been really fun. And what I've been doing recently is uh. Other than playing Fire Emblem Engage, which I've been having a lot, dude, I got hit with the with the RPG Classic last night. I'm not going to go into much detail uh, in general, but I was playing Fire Emblem Engage on my stream. Right, mm-hmm. I'm playing it. I get to a chapter, and so Fire Emblem has this. So first of all, it has permanent death for people that don't know. When your characters die, they can die forever. That's a classic Fire Emblem uh, aspect. And the most in the more recent games, they added this rewind feature. Where you get a limited number of like charges of some magical thing that a god gives you that allows you to rewind turns so that you can try to like fix those situations. But even that is still limited. But it, it helps ease the pain and make it a bit easier. Right. So I get to this map. And in this game, basically I got to a chapter and I beat the chapter. And then essentially in the story, this bitch shows up and she steals all of like my powers away. And then I have to do the next map, and she's using all of my powers. Oh, and my God. she has the rewind feature. I don't have the rewind feature anymore. I can't use, like, the goddess crystal to, like, rewind the game. And then there's a part where, like, you kill one of her guys, and he's holding, like, the ring that has your power in it. And you go to get it back, and then the ring disappears. And then she laughs at you, and she explains to you that she just used the rewind power that you've been using the whole game. That and it's like this. wild and way too <laughs> self-aware. I was like, this shit is not okay. This is the newest Fire Emblem game that's doing this? Yeah, this is the one that just came out. I like so, that uh, they're now <laughs> breaking the fourth wall. Because like, people, okay, back in the day, uh, Kenny mentioned this before, but back in the day, people used to just reset their game when they lost a character that they didn't want to die because, the, like he said, they, when the character dies in Fire Emblem, they're actually dead for the rest of the story. Like they, That yep. character is gone, which is so wild to me conceptually, and I never played one, so I can't really wrap my mind around like how the hell can the story continue if Yuna were to die. Well, I guess it wouldn't. It wouldn't continue if Yuna died. But let's yeah. say Waka died, right? Like if Waka died in Final Fantasy X, that is such a huge integral part of the story and his relationship with Chapu and like his brother, like, you know, Titus looks like his brother and stuff like that. It's, it's just, just dead. It's just the whole thing. And uh, yeah, so anyway, people used to in old Fire Emblem games, from what I understand, they would literally just turn their game off and turn it back on, you know, auto save off and say, all right, fuck it. I'm going to replay that map that way. <laughs> and, <laughs> what were you? Yeah, it's just funny because there's like no way. <laughs> The games, the old games especially, were so disrespectful because what they would do... Now, obviously, you could restart the chapter, but there was the game would autosave after every little action that you do. The game oh. autosaves. And then so what would happen is you would turn your game... Like, let's say somebody hit you and it was like a 30% chance of hitting you. You'd be like, all right, I'm going to turn my game off and turn it back on. That way, like, maybe he misses. But, like, that action is set in stone. So, like, you'll turn it back on, and then it'll just show the guy walk up to you again, and then just hit you again. And, like, 
the RNG is set for that turn already, so wow. like he's going to just hit you every time, and you just watch your guy die. It's really funny. But anyway, yeah, you would just people would just restart the whole chapter. Um, yeah, you'd have to which, damn. So you'd have to play the whole chapter, but not just you can't just go back to that battle. Yeah, well, a battle is one chapter. Okay, every chapter yeah. is one battle. Gotcha. See, this is this is me yeah, not yeah. knowing how Fire Emblem fully works, but I guess we're all getting educated because I'm sure I'm not the only one. But I like okay. So what I was saying about this is that I like that at one point. It was a thing that people did to kind of get around like, oh, I don't like that my character died or maybe my character just didn't do what I wanted them to do. So I'm just going to restart and do this over. They then introduced something in a recent game where you can blatantly Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, rewind the game, right? Like there's a there's mm-hmm. a limited number of this thing within the game, though, that allows you to blatantly do what people were doing with the, with the reset. And so they're the company is aware of it, but now they've taken that mechanic and made it a part of the actual gameplay and plot. Like a character has stolen your ability to do that and is using it and taunting you about it, which is kind of yep. like breaking a fourth wall because it's think about how far it's come. Like it, it came from at one point you couldn't do it at all without doing something outside of the game to it being in the game as a feature to now it being on the enemy side and breaking a fourth wall. It's really cool. Yeah. It's insane. So that shit happened to me last night, and I was like, this is so fucking disrespectful. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that shit happened to me last night. So that's what I'm doing. I'm playing Fire Emblem Engage, but that was actually a side rant. Um, the other thing I've been doing recently, for some reason, I have been fiending, absolutely fiending, to get back into like custom firmware 3DS stuff. So I've just been like on this 3DS custom firmware kick. I found my old 3DS the original day one 3ds and it's like all old and beat up and you know it's a piece of shit now so i hit up our good pal medina and i was Mm -hmm. like hey do you have any like extra 3ds's lying around and he was like i do have an extra uh 2ds xl and i was like i'll buy it off you and he's like all right and then i literally got on the fucking train went to his house gave him money got it and then went home (laughs) oh my god that's determination (laughs) you got on the train to go to his house yeah yeah oh my god and then on the way home because like he already had some stuff on it so on the way home like i'm sitting at the train station waiting for the train to come i pop it open i just start playing ocarina of time it was i'm assuming awful. that he had it charging for you when you got there yeah i hope so uh, i mean I yeah because it was why, charged yeah i don't know why i would have power i just had to for continuity so, purposes i'm like how, how so are you playing it so yeah and then uh i just been on a kick again like i just been really wanting to mess with because my Switch, I bring my Switch, like, everywhere, right? And the Switch yeah. is portable, but I, I it's, like, portable-ish, right? It's portable where it's really easy to pick it up and take it to your friend's house or take it somewhere else. Yeah. But it's not portable in the way where, like, I can put it in my pocket, and if I want to real quick pull it out, do something real quick, and put it away again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's too big to, like, use you know on the you bus. Need, Kenny? What? You need, like, a side bag. You, you, need, you need to become one of the cool kids, These you know, like, the... People these days, including myself, I have a lot of bags now, honestly. I used mm-hmm, to always have mm-hmm. a backpack. I'm sure you know. I mean, you used to always have a backpack, too. Um, I mean, I, I still always have a backpack. Backpacks are great, but sometimes I carry just a sling bag, like a little... It's basically a fanny pack, but people don't wear them like fanny packs ever. Uh, and now I think they just completely rebranded them and started calling them, like, sling bags or, like, side bags and stuff like that. But a crossbody bag, essentially, that's kind of in a more narrow shape sideways. Uh, and that way it'll, it, it kind of like a baguette, like a, like a, like a hoagie roll. That way you can pop in a switch 
and pop yeah. it out at will. And it'd be really quick to do so. Like I can admit, cause I have one, I have a Supreme one and the Supreme one that I have holds like anything in it. Like my phone, if I want to put it in there, if it's raining real bad or stuff like that, my wallet, obviously, or uh, card holder, stuff like that. But it's, it sits on my chest or like kind of under my right arm. If I pull it that way. And whenever I need it, I just kind of like can quickly like pull it over and then unzip and then grab what I want out of it. And then when something changes, like let's say I'm getting an Uber, I just drop in my phone or my switch or whatever and put that in there and then zip it back and then tuck it. It's really yeah. quick. And that's kind of what I'm selling to you is the idea that like, yes, I know you carry a backpack. We both love our backpacks, but our backpacks are literally on our back most of the time. And you have to kind of it's like really cumbersome. You know how it is. Oh, and yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I love my switch. I, I bring it fucking everywhere. Yeah. And I use it a lot portably, but it's it is frustrating. Not it's frustrating. Big. It's but a big system. It's it's out of the way sometimes when like if I want to quickly like pull yeah. it out and like play it real quick and put it back away. Yeah. Whereas like is. a DS, you can just have that in your pocket. You can just pop it out real quick, do something like it's re- it's a, it's really easy to take it in and out. So yeah. anyway, I started to um just kind of fiend for it again and like there's a lot of really fun 3ds games and gba games that i like playing anyway and i was like man i want to fucking so anyway i got on that kick and uh i'm currently trying to like get a bunch of 3ds games and gba games and ds games and like on there all the pokemon games and fire emblems and all that shit yeah no i'm I'm here for it. i love playing old games even if it's just for a little while like i mentioned in you know what else i want to try oh, go ahead. i want to try I, I probably i'm not going to play a lot of it but just to try it for fun, right? Because why not? I'm gonna try uh uh three ultimate monster hunter. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, that's, yeah, we did that's on the three DS. Like I'm gonna you We're know gonna go for, is it I'll on something it. else now too? I guess we could just emulate it also, right? Like it can just be emulated. Yeah, yeah. Well, from what I understand, the Monster Hunter three or try is like an original experience that uh three ultimate didn't um expand on like there's a lot of shit from what i understand i haven't played these games right. from what i've heard there's a lot of stuff in try that's not in three ultimate that uh expe- specifically the hub world that people like really really love allegedly it's one of the best hub worlds um in monster hunter in terms of multiplayer hub worlds and uh it's really good whatever and that was like stuck on just the original wii because on three ultimate when it came out on the 3ds and the wii u it was like different and they had different shit yeah anyway for years now I there's say been that's like- because I, if you ever seen monster hunter try the graphics on that game are actually i'm sure it's different now if i were to look at it now but the graphics on that game were beautiful like yeah the the way to water and you know the switch not the switch but nintendo has always had a thing with water where they just they don't really try to make their water look as real as possible and so that just makes their water better overall because I don't go in expecting Nintendo water to ever try to look like actual flowing water because that's for people who don't know, like rendering fire and water is one of the most difficult things to do in video games. And obviously place like Sony and Xbox or Microsoft, I should say uh, Sony and Microsoft go for realism, which is fine because especially in 2023, they're accomplishing that now with fire and water and stuff like that. Yeah. But back in the day when the Wii was out 10 plus years ago and the, just the water in Monster Hunter Try looks so nice. Like I've never played it myself, but I've obviously because it's a Monster Hunter game, I've seen a lot of the content that is in that game, and I understand yeah. why when it went to a portable system, why they were not exactly able to translate everything in it over to yeah, a system yeah. that is just not as powerful. That makes sense. Yeah, it yeah. does. So, so with all of that said, I'm gonna try 3U on the 3DS just for fun. I'm not gonna like go balls deep into it. But uh, 
on Moss Honor Try, the community has been working for like, I think over 10 years, trying to get Try to work online through Dolphin, um, like how like we do with... Oh, is that what Stango was playing when it says he's playing something Dolphin? Yeah, that's that's the GameCube slash Wii uh, emulator. Okay, I always see him some bird dolphin, and I always wonder if he's playing like some weird game that he never tells us about because it all like it says that multiple times a day. I never knew that that just meant he was playing Smash ever. Yeah, that just meant he's playing Smash. That's, all That's I so thought. funny, bro. This whole That's time, all it <laughs> I thought Stengel was into like some weird game where there's like little dolphins and penguins, and you nope. kind of just like like a like a Candy Crush or like a yeah, some yeah. kind of weird game like that, like a little side scroller that he just plays as a side rant. But no, it's fully just he play, he's playing Smash. No, he's just he's just playing Smash. He's just playing Smash. And now yeah, that dolphin. I know he's playing Smash, I realize how much he actually plays Smash. Which that all it, everything makes sense now. He what Every, it all it all okay. makes sense. Everything makes yeah. sense. Dolphin is the emulator. It's it's honestly one of the best emulators ever made. Like it's for Wii and GameCube. And in terms of it compared to emulators for PS whatever, Xbox, whatever, yeah. it is like one of the best and most consistent emulators ever made. It's like so clean. They got online play working for games that don't have online. It's all this crazy shit. And so anyway, the Monster Hunter 3 community has been trying to get um the hub back. And allegedly, it's like that project is nearing its end. Like they've got a lot of stuff working. Um, I don't think it's public yet, but they have like a behind the scenes beta build that they've shown and talked about that they uh, that they're going to make public for fully functional online play for Monster Hunter Try. And allegedly, they're like adding, like I think some people are trying to add event quests. Like we're, they're all of the quests that were originally in Try, and some people are like, well, we're also going to just like we'll add more quests to the game, you know? Because why yeah. not? That's pretty cool. I really like the sound of that, and maybe that's something that we can do as a little side hobby or something. I mean, I'm definitely willing to try, willing to try it out. And who knows? Maybe I'll play it and be really in love with it, or maybe I'll play it and be like, "Okay, loading screens, not a fan." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. very <laughs> spoiled by Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Iceborne. Just it is tough to go back to loading screens. Once you load into a map, you're in that map forever, and until you leave that quest or do something. That's that's it. There are no more loading screens. You the gameplay is just seamless at that point. There's no so that is going to take some uh, getting used to again. But outside of that, like hunting the monsters, playing with the weapons, seeing how they feel and all that stuff, it'll be interesting to go back and just it'll really make me appreciate if anything all the quality of life improvements that have happened in the Monster Hunter series over the last since 2018 Monster Hunter World came out. So the last five years, literally five years now. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. To go into our next segment, I want to read. We have a listener letter, and I this one came in January eighth, and it was based on our twenty twenty two recap, uh, and it's from Austin Cruz. Well, actually, this one is titled "Recap of Twenty Twenty One Part Two, so this must be a continuation of a, of another listener letter that he sent. But he said, "I'm actually so glad I was an essential worker and didn't work from home. Just knowing how I am, I know I would leave my house less and never get any work done. I need to get out of the house to be productive, and probably wouldn't." Uh, even be close to a healthy weight if I didn't. I feel 2022 wasn't bad for those that took advantage of all the downtime in 2021. Definitely a good reset we all kind of needed. I used 2020 slash 2021 to rebuild my Yu-Gi-Oh collection and write material. Spent 2022 getting my toes wet and stand up and figuring out how I want to tell jokes. Didn't get to go to a lot of bigger Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments, mostly because of work, but now have the staff so I can get uh, off more. And I'm torn between buying new cards and finishing Edison decks and being broke by choosing both. Also, started watching more anime again as well. Started Bleach and started the Bleach anime over similar to Kenny since I read it 
and haven't seen most of it. Finally broke down, started My Hero Academia and caught up in only a couple of weeks. If you want to see something funny and it's in a good watch, look up uh, Bofuri, B-O-F-U-R-I. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the English name or at the very least the subtitle is um, I didn't want to get hurt. So I maxed out my defense. I yeah. In the, the last line of this listening letter says this girl puts all her skill points in defense in this VR game. And that does actually sound funny. So there's a couple there's a couple things to say here. So, yeah, uh, I found out if I didn't already know the pandemic made me realize how much of a recluse I am. I really like being home. I really like being by myself or like to myself. And if I'm going to have company, I prefer them to come to me now. Like I'm very, I, I just really enjoy the sanctity of my own home and 2020 when we were all locked down and really couldn't go anywhere anyway. Uh, once it, once the country started to open up a bit and, at points in 2020 when we thought it was kind of over and then it, it just wasn't and then all the different variants came out then 2021 was more of lockdown and vaccines and vaccine cards and all that stuff and we kind of just my job just stayed work from home uh going on a second year and i started to think to myself i don't want to really go back i don't want to interact with my coworkers anymore like i don't want the human interaction i don't want the fake interaction i don't want to hear about people talking about their kids uh i just don't like all of the it's just like small talk and stuff that people do that you just kind of have to do the greetings all the time. You have to say hello to good morning to people. all the time. Like there's just a lot of things that are normal in society that I don't really care for, which I never really did, but it made me realize how much I didn't care for them when the pandemic happened. So I really liked being at home. But what I will say is that those years also did mess me up a bit because I gained more weight than I ever have in my life at the beginning of the, like the pandemic, those first six months, I was the biggest I ever was in my life. And I was 164 pounds. That's the biggest I ever been. And honestly, when I look at the pictures of when I was that big, you could just see it. Like my face, I naturally have like a pretty like chubby cheeks or whatever on my face. And my grandma and like my mom and them, they used to make fun of me or not make fun of me, but they used to love and adore my facial stuff like my they used to grab my face they literally old yeah. women would grab my face and be like oh look at your chubby cheeks that was just like a thing right so my face naturally has a bit of fat in it but when i gained that weight it seemed like most of that shit just went straight to my face so my face became very bloated looking and then obviously like seeing myself shirtless and stuff and i was muffin topping and it was a whole thing and this is this is like my personal feeling about how my body image was because i just wasn't in love with the way i looked and it I've never been, again, I always say, like, I don't think I've ever been depressed actually in my life or, like, at least clinically depressed and and know for a fact, like, I am suffering from depression. But seeing my body look like that definitely did something to me where I just was like, I don't accept this anymore. And I just went on a diet and I lost that weight and I got back down to what I think my normal body weight is anywhere between 145 to, like, 150. That's kind of where I go back and forth. Like, my body just naturally, every couple months, it just kind of teeters between those five pounds is kind of where I'm at. And I like the way I look at that weight. So I get what you mean when you say like, uh, you would probably be an unhealthy weight if you just didn't get out the house at all. Cause it makes you productive when you're out the house. I totally get that. And a lot of people do feel that way. And for me, it's kind of true too. like being in a house all the time. I wasn't going to the gym. I was Uber eating every single day. I was sitting at a computer desk, my computer desk that was in my bedroom every single day, not really exercising, not really moving. And I didn't realize that shit really does have a very quick effect on the health of your body. So Mm -hmm. uh, totally agree with you there. As far as torn between buying new cards and finishing Edison decks and, or being broke, choosing both, like, 
I can say as somebody who spent a lot of money on Edison, uh, at least it has brought me a lot of joy. And I say this in every podcast episode now, but like do the things to make you happy. So obviously not to a detriment, right? Like don't go actually broke, of course. And I'm sure you know that, but if you can reasonably afford something and you know that it will actually bring you happiness and it might even be an investment because now cars are just worth so ulti kaisers are 350 so like it might actually be an investment i i personally think you know buying you a car Yu-Gi-Oh cards is not the worst thing in the world anymore considering what happened in 2020 when the price of collectibles in general just skyrocketed and stuff so there is a project i want to undergo and i'm not going to say what it is because I want to try to do it before more people do it because I don't want y'all raising the price of it. And so mm, I already like just, the sound of this, though. Just know that I am going to try to collect a set of things that may or may not be related to trading cards. Okay. And uh, and you don't I'm see the- anybody else doing that in your, in your site right now. Like, as far as things that of the media that you've it, consumed, no one that you know is doing it, I'm guessing. People do it. And me talking about it isn't going to really push the needle that much, right, but, right, still, right. <laughs> but still, but still, right yeah. now it looks it looks obtainable in a in a in a price range where I'm like I'm okay with that. Yeah, and in I'm twenty okay years, in twenty years, this might be kind of kind of fire. And so, but when I do it, I'll let y'all know. But okay, for now, that's dope. for now, fuck y'all. I ain't telling y'all shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last part about this is uh, you started watching Bleach again. So in our Patreon exclusive episode, we talked about how we're going to do our Code Geass episode at some point in 2023. Uh, might even be, might even make it a Q1 because I am going to start rewatching uh, Code Geass from season one. It's only two seasons, if I'm not mistaken, and they're both like 26 I, episodes. Yeah, I think it's roughly a 50 episode anime. Yes, so 50 episodes is, is reasonable. It's not. Hunter Hunter level it's not Naruto or Bleach level where it can be like hundreds of episodes or whatever uh so I I plan to rewatch Code Geass and that kind of makes me excited so I I get I get why uh you know you watch Bleach and you read it initially it's kind of like my journey with One Piece I read One Piece at first and then I kind of went back and decided you know what let me start watching some of this and I watched pretty much all of all of Wano up until I'm excited to watch all of Wano I'm gonna wait uh, when Wano's done in the anime, I'm gonna watch all of Wano. Yeah, I didn't realize that I was see, when I when I started catching up in 2022 to One Piece. I didn't realize that I would actually get all the way to the newest episode and chapter. I got mm-hmm. I caught up on both. Like I read well first. I watched Wano until I got to a point where I was like, oh shit, that's actually the newest episode. Holy hell! Like I'm actually caught up in the anime, and then I continued my journey in the manga. I was like, well, I can't yep. just stop there. Uh, Cheyenne just did like just did that. He was he's been behind on One Piece for like four years. Yeah. He hasn't been current, and he just recently like watched all of the anime that he wasn't at, and he hit like two weeks ago. He hit whatever the most recent episode of Wano was, yeah. and then he went and read and got manga current after that, and like just got current like I think last Sunday or Saturday okay. in the manga. Yeah, I mean, it's it's my favorite arc of One Piece. Uh, I actually would not mind starting it over and watching it all again because I just enjoyed it that much. So many things about the Samurai Land is just is just really dope to me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love the animation now. People can't really shit on One Piece anymore for having bad animation because it's literally in a conversation for some of the best animation that you can see in a modern anime. It's really, really stellar. And obviously the story has always been top-notch. That's never been a problem, so... To me, it's just 
at this rate, like it's just going to be One Piece. Like it's just One Piece is just they have everything. Always now. has been. It, it, it's they that just meme. Have it. It's the meme of the astronauts. Like always has been. <laughs> uh, okay, so what's this thing about Bafuri, the girl who put all her skill points in defense? Oh, so it's have an anime. It? I I haven't seen all of it. Um, I started it uh, a couple years ago. It came out, mm. and at that time, I was watching or trying to watch every uh episode that every anime that came out that season it's just like so every now and then that's something i want to do it's like a, a season of anime will start i'm like i want to watch all of them and just to like do it and then like so anyway i watched episode one of every single anime that season uh, and then i did that for like the f- first three episodes of every anime that season and that was one of the anime and then some of them i kept watching like i watched that one a little bit more and a couple other ones but then eventually just like it's just too much to keep up with and then i just stopped watching all of them and then like work happens and stuff yeah. Um, so I never finished it, but it was really cute and really fun. It's basically, it's a MMO, like video game anime. Um, but it's, you know, from the perspective in the game, right? So it looks like it's just a normal, whatever. Yeah. Kind but, of like um, sword art. Am I wrong in thinking that? Yeah, It's like SAO, but yeah, it, it's like SAO, but they're not, okay. from what I remember, they're not like trapped in the game. They're just like right, logging right. into the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like SAO in that, re- in that regard, but and the main character is like this cute anime girl, and uh, yeah, she has like really, really high defense points, and then like th- like monsters attack her, and like she just takes no damage. <laughs> just imagine them bouncing <laughs> off her boobs because that's the kind of <laughs> shit that would happen in an anime now- nowadays. But uh, yeah, she um, it's cool, it's it's cute, and um, it's just like fun. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. have any other stats; she just has really high defense, and it's just like it's a fun, chill watch to, yeah. to have. On. I've been I started uh recently watching another isekai uh, i didn't expect to but someone who i was dating Damn, you're becoming the... isekai trash i know it's kind of crazy i but have somebody... a, i have a friend two friends where every season they watch every isekai anime i'm like you know you could just watch the good ones or like you could watch the good anime that comes out I like, will yeah, say this but they're like but they're, <laughs> they said most isekai is trash but it feels so good when you find a good one i'm like all right well, well i'm lucky do- the only isekais I've really seen, uh, as far as new isekais, are uh, Mushoku Tensei, which I think is one of the better ones, for sure. And this new one that just started, the anime anyway, is something about the strongest uh, exorcist. Like, something about, I got re- I, the strongest exorcist got reincarnated, and it has one of those titles, right? Like, it has one of those yeah, isekai yeah, yeah. titles. But basically, this guy in a past life was literally the strongest exorcist, so he's broken as fuck when it comes to magic and summoning things and all these minions that work for him he's like laharo honestly because in episode one he he's a, he's reborn as a kid of course he's in this rich house he's in this like castle type of house and he has two brothers and he's born technically without magic so he's like asta in that way but he actually can just do insane no incantation magic and he blows them away with like his abilities because his two brothers who are older than him they're supposed to be the ones going to this magic school and all sorts of stuff. So it has a lot of the tropes of isekais. And it reminds me a lot of Mushoku Tensei. And the difference is, like, in Mushoku Tensei, the main character, he is a pervert. And uh, he's really big into girls. And he has, he, you know, he's, he's a pervert. But in this Exorcist one, the guy is, he basically has a harem. Like, one of his summons is a girl. She's hot. And she's head over heels about him. He can't really tell, though. But she, like, as a viewer, you know, and she gets jealous of the other girls that end up joining him along the way. And he's surrounded by girls that 
like him and stuff like that. At least the first couple of so episodes seem like that's where it's going. But he literally has no fucking clue or he doesn't really care about them either. So that's kind of been my thing. Uh, I've, I've been looking at that and maybe I'll finish it at the end of the season. I don't want to watch it week to week. It's just not worth it. Like Kenny said, it's 20, yeah. 20 minutes a week. I just can't do it. Uh, I think I'm just fully off of the whole Unless it's going to be Demon Slayer or Attack on Titan, which are both... Well, Attack on Titan should be coming to an end, but I can't even really say that because... Part 8, Part 1. Because it's not coming to an end. So I don't. I was going to say, at least Attack on Titan's coming to an end, so watching it week to week doesn't feel as bad. But I don't know what the fuck is going on with Attack on Titan. And Demon Slayer, I heard, is a pretty short story. So Did you, did you see the meme? You, you might have been the one to show me, I don't know. But it's like a horse, right? And it's like yes. the back of the horse. It's like season one, season two, season three. <laughs> and then it says season four. And the neck is like super elongated for attack on. Yeah, so it's I like season four. And I it's did. a super it long neck. so bad. It's I've, just like, oh, my God. I mean, man. they are definitely milking the fuck out of this. But I heard that it was because of anime. I don't know. It's excuses. But like an, to me, it's like it's not even milking. It's just bad. It's just it's just not the final season. That's yes. all. It's just, just not the final season. Season four, season five, season just that's all. That's yeah, all. Just if, call if it they would just call it season six, nobody would care. I literally wouldn't mind at all. It would not. I wouldn't even be thinking about this. This wouldn't be a conversation on a podcast. In fact, all we would be saying is that Attack on Titan returns in thirty nine days. It doesn't. It would not, oh man, days. season season twenty is coming out. Right, we'd yeah. just be hype about season twenty. <laughs> but instead, me. but instead, we're like. <laughs> Season four, part 20. It's yeah. like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's really annoying. All right. So some news came out this week that is really perplex- perplexing to me. And let us know right into I'm their podcast at gmail.com if you want us to read your listener letter. Or just let us know by if you're in our Discord server or whatever is going on. Apparently, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo won't be a part of E3 2023 this year. Now, that I I don't know what to think about it because what the fuck is E3 going to be if the three main players are literally not presenting? Like, I correct me if I'm wrong, because I... It's not like I'm the biggest E3 fan lately. Like, the last couple of years, E3 has been, has been pretty much whatever. But when I was a kid, E3 used to be the best three days in gaming or whatever. Like, the best... However many... The best weekend in gaming. And now that the big three are not even going to be there, I don't really know... Am I expecting a convention of just uh, computer games? Like, what what is it going to be? I I didn't research it at all. I have no I think, idea. But this is weird. I don't know anything about this. But I know that it it all depends on how they do it. I know that the first one to do this sort of was Nintendo, right? Yep. Nintendo was the first one to be like, we're not doing a live show at E three. We're just, it's just going to be a Nintendo Direct, and uh, you know they did a Nintendo Direct, but they still did it during the E three time slot. Yeah, and then. Uh, sometime after that, Sony had the same E3 for five years in a row. Um, they just showed like Spider Man and God of War five years in a row, and then eventually, when those games what? came out, <laughs> look, listen, God of War twenty eighteen. They showed God of War twenty eighteen and Spider Man for like five years, and uh, like three other games, and they were like, these are the games that we're making. Yeah. And it took, like, you know, it took them a couple years, and then all of those games came out. And then the next year, they were like, we're not doing E3. I'm just saying, is that <laughs> Well, no shit. Both your games are out. <laughs> and, so, and God of War, both 2018. So that's kind of funny. So, you know, that was it for Sony. Uh, and they didn't really do, fuck with E3 anymore. And then Xbox has been uh, doing big E3 shows. But then anyway, COVID happened, and it really put a damper on E3 and fucked it all up. And E3 has been, like, on and off and canceled and whatnot ever since COVID. 
And I think what's going to happen is, and I could be wrong, but I think what's going to happen is just like around the E3 time, I don't know what E3 is going to do, but all three companies are probably just going to do like Nintendo Directs around yeah, that time. Sony has already been doing it. We actually did an episode yeah. of that one, I believe, where we just called it the PlayStation Direct. Yeah, they call it whatever they call it. They, I don't even know what they call it. I forget. Like if I think long enough, but I don't care enough. But I remember we we just called it the PlayStation Direct because that's that's what it is or Sony Direct, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it is blatantly the same exact thing, and they just unveiled a bunch of their games. I do know what you're talking about, though. There was a period where E3 just kept showing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I thought that it was uh, vaporware. Vaporware, for people who don't know, is something that has been teased for a very long time. You keep seeing trailers for it or whatever, and it just never comes out. That is how nope. we felt about Kingdom Hearts 3. That is how we felt about Final Fantasy 15 slash Versus 13, at one point it was called. Uh, I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of people that died in the time between those games got announced and came out. And like yes. for all of them, it was vaporware. Like yes. people died saying like, these games are never going to come out. Like I bought a PS three assuming that eventually cage three would be on it. Ooh, you were wrong. You were so fucking wrong. Who knew that, uh, literally 12 years after kingdom hearts two, you still would be waiting a couple of days to get the game. Like that is, actually absurd but that is what happened yeah ps3 did not do you any justice that system also didn't have a lot going on for people like me and you who don't really play first person shooters that much at least back then Mm -mm. now you're a filthy fortnite player so i don't really know who you are anymore first of all that game just released piccolo and gohan all right really literally yesterday or the day i think literally yesterday piccolo and gohan from the new movie were Mm -hmm. added to fortnite okay okay when you say that because i was thinking to myself all right well I mean, Piccolo and Gohan, like, I like both of those characters, but their old designs are like, eh, like, whatever. But you're telling me they're the new... Okay. Yeah, they added... that Because they already have Goku, Vegeta, Beerus, and Bulma in the game. Yeah. They just added Gohan and Piccolo. All I'm saying is, you know, Forkknife is out here. I would 100% if I played Fortnite, I would have to be Beerus. The Beerus skin is sick, too. I, I would have to be Beerus. I, I think he fits my personality, too, in the sense that, like, one, he's a god of destruction... Right. And I'm like pretty destructive. But on top of that, he's a he's small. Like he's he's not the biggest guy. He's very lanky and skinny and the, short. The worst part is too, is that <laughs> Frazier would be Beerus and then he'd kill you and fucking do a Cardi B dance. A hundred percent. There's no way I wouldn't just start doing the WAP dance. Like a hundred percent wet ass pussy all over your screen when you die. Like if you lose the me and I'm trash. So if you lose the me and I get to dance on your body, is is definitely giving WAP a hundred percent. Because I only, I'm only going to kill like one person. But yeah, that sounds so crazy out of context too. <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> that sounds so. <laughs> <laughs> hey man that sound is so crazy out of context it is what it oh, is oh i should not think of things out of context anyway one piece apparently the live action is actually airing in 2023 so who's we excited? know what month who's excited for no we don't know what month yet but mm. who's excited for one piece yeah hooray like i'm, I'm actually not the live action i'm gonna see not it enthusiastic day, about this at all the day it comes out the day it comes out unless it's like I'm working or something. Yeah. But the day it comes out, I'm going to watch all 10 episodes probably that day. Same. And we'll be I doing a podcast. Like, good or bad, I'll watch all 10 episodes that if day. If we did one for Cowboy Bebop, we definitely got to do one for One Piece. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. No, we're doing... The One Piece live action is getting an episode. Like, yeah. 100%. Yeah, like, and, uh... 
Because even you know, if it's awful, right? It was still. Oh, if it's thinking. awful, I don't. Part of me almost wants it to be awful. Yeah, I kind of want it to be is, so. The cringe. thing is, it's not that I want it to be. It's I know it'll be awful. Yeah. And so I'm just I'm excited for it to be awful because it's going to be bad. But, I don't want it to have any good parts. It, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't want it to have not one. I don't want it to have any good parts. I want look, it to be awful from start to finish. If somehow this won't happen. Yeah. But if somehow we live in a world where it's like really good, like Last of Us good. Um, Bro, calm down. <laughs> now, why'd you go to the top? Why did you just go to the top of the mountain? Listen, if you're not top, you're bottom. Like, I don't know what to tell I you. Mean. <laughs> so if somehow it's really good, that'd be really exciting. I'd have a lot of crazy things yeah. to say if that's the case. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be terrible. And I'm excited for it either way, though, because even if it's bad, um, I'll do a podcast content. on it. It'll be and great. man, oh, man. Yes. It'll be a good time. Yeah, no, you're funny, though. My man said Last of Us. Good. Like, what? But OK, this is I didn't even think of this until you kind of put the thought in my mind. There is a chance, though, that it could just be fine. And that would be I won't know how to feel about that, though. Yeah, I hope it's not. It's weird. I hope it's not just okay. Because it being just okay is like the most egregious. I don't remember who said this. Some fucking guy. This is a quote from someone. I love those things where it's like Comic Sans print on like a sunset stock image background. Me too. And it's like some random quote. And then it says yep. Abraham Lincoln. It's like, yeah, it's fucking. Winfrey. It's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, life is not promised. Suck his dick tonight. And then it also <laughs> Oprah Winfrey under it. I yeah. love those. Something like that. Anyway. Something along the lines of, like, the worst thing you could be is forgettable or mediocre. It's, like, being really good or really bad is so much better than just, like, being in the middle. Yeah, in terms of – because, like, if you just forget it, it, like, it doesn't mean anything. It's just vapor, yeah. right? It's, it's nothing. But if it's so bad that it's, like, funny and you remember it and you can talk shit on it or it's so good, that's – but if it's just, like, whatever, then it's just, like – yeah, it's just flaccid, you know what I mean? It's just whatever. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. I agree. I, things that are mediocre are just, it, it would be the worst, because then we still have to watch all 10 episodes, but it's like, this is just mid. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah. awful. It's not great. It's just mid. I wanted to, that's why I said I wanted to have no good parts, and that's because I think it's going to be bad anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if, it, if I thought it was going to be good, I would say I wanted to just be like really good. But the fact that I kind of am prepared for it to just be awful, considering that the main actor playing Luffy said that he does not actually read or watch one piece which is god fucking damn it like you know there's people out there who are actors who also literally love one piece you can't tell me that in this world where one piece is the most popular manga of all time of all time. yeah i mean things are crazy now like it what's what's really crazy is because i'm an old head now right um i think of things like okay for example athletes right when I look at an athlete, I automatically assume they're older than me, which is just not Same. the case. It's because, not the case anymore. Yeah, because athletes are out of college, young 20s, yep. whatever, right? We've so anyway, the point that. is the people that are like in the limelight now, that are popular now, that are in their 20s, they're all younger than me, grew up with and actually grew up with anime. Anime is more accessible, etc. So you see a lot of basketball players and shit just like talking about Naruto That's true. or whatever. UFC fighters, uh, actually. Yeah. I saw one of them, he did a Shidori in the ring. Like a, He did a Shidori. Of- I think the same one, this is what I, this is why I was bringing it up. I think it was maybe the same fighter. He does the gear second stance. Like he, he does. goes in the, uh, his name is he Alessandra. does Luffy's. Yeah, like that shit is hype. So yep. the point is like it's 
Every, like it's everywhere. Like anime is not a niche thing anymore. There's UFC Even fighters Meg doing Stallion. gear circumstances. Like Meg the Stallion cosplayed as uh, Mirko from My Hero Academia. She's the number five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bunny girl. She actually yep. caught in a cosplay looks sick. The cosplay looks sick, but that's who she was so, for Halloween. Uh, Lil Kim. Huh? You said guess who she was for Halloween. No, no, no I said that's who she. That's who she was. Oh, for I thought Halloween. you said guess. No, 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 no. Like, I don't know. no, no. Kim? She, she <laughs> was little. Meg Stallion was Marco, the hero, the hero from uh, my. Yeah, hero, no, that's 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 a uh, dope as fuck. I think I saw the picture. Yeah, yeah, she looks fucking fantastic. Just I, as an aside, but I, I saw agree. It over and over again. Okay. For 45 well, I seconds. Agree, I agree, though, that <laughs> anime is definitely way more mainstream now. It's cool to be into anime. Like, a lot of, like, Uzi, a lot of the rappers even are into anime, right? Like, it's not yeah, even yeah. just athletes and stuff. It's, like, it's everywhere. So, again, this kind of just goes back to the point that you can't tell me you couldn't find an actor. Because the guy doesn't look like Luffy. So, no. that didn't matter in your audition process. Like, the, the way he lo- it's not like you found somebody who, oh, my God. This guy looks exactly like Luffy, so it has to be him, and we'll just fuck it, even though he never watched One Piece. He looks so much like the character that we'll just force him into it. It's like, no, that didn't happen. You found the guy who looks like some rookie actor and decided that this was going to be Luffy, but like, I just feel like it's a mistake to not have someone who actually is an enthusiast, or at least, even if they're not an enthusiast, at least actually knows deeply who the character is because they read it or they watched it enough to be like, okay... I know enough about this. Like, for example, I didn't watch all of Dragon Ball Super. I watched the Tournament of Power, and that's it. I know nothing about the Goku Black stuff. I know nothing about anything that happened, really, after the Tournament of Power, outside of, like, weird spoilery shit that I know from just seeing it on uh, Facebook sometimes. But I don't actively read Dragon Ball Super, and I don't actively watch Dragon Ball Super outside of when it's hype for the whole world. That being said, if someone said, here's a script, you are Goku, I have an idea who Mm -hmm. Goku is because I grew up watching Goku. Like I know how Goku would say something. I know what Goku would say in a certain moment. I know how he would respond to certain things. I know his fighting stances. I know his, like his arrogance, his flaws. I know a lot about Goku. I know the essence of who Goku is. Whereas someone who's like, Oh, I'm just going to research who Luffy is before I start acting to be him. It just, I don't believe that that is going to actually work. We will, we will see. I don't believe you. This kid could pull it off and we'll just I will have to eat my words because I'm I'm a person who, despite the fact that I have low expectations and I'm going in this kind of already a hater, I will give it up if it's good. Like if it's good, yeah. I'm not a person that just says, Oh, I hate it on this and I can't possibly change my mind on something because that's just ridiculous. People who like that are nah, if it's good, it's good. Like, like, for example, the Mario movie that's coming out, I think looks really good right i I won't know till it's out but it's cool because for a long time i've said and for the most part it's still true even though we've gotten some diamonds in the roughs video game and anime adaptations are always bad because for the most part they always are yeah last of us is one of the first good ones we've gotten some diamonds in the rough and like this mario movie might be another one and uh we'll see what happens but if if and even so, the point is, even though I'm excited for the Mario movie, and I'm saying I'm excited for it, even though I previously said no video game movies could be good, I'm excited for it. But then if it ends up being bad, I'll have no problem saying it's bad, even though I thought it was going to be good. Yeah. And so vice versa, even though I think the One Piece TV show is going to be bad, if it ends up being really good, that's hype. Also, 
I thought of this because I know they were allegedly making a Netflix Avatar, The Last Airbender show, but I don't know if that got canceled. But uh, apparently something did get confirmed within the last month that yeah, they are that. making the, another Avatar, The Last Airbender season following an Earth Avatar. Oh, I can't um, So, and it's going to be animated, not live action. So that sounds hype. I don't know, I you know when that's that. coming out. but That is going to yeah. be sick. Uh, speaking of rumors... So that Avatar thing is pretty much confirmed, I want to say. The, I mean, we already know that the next bender that they're going to cover is going to start off as an Earthbender anyway. So that part is kind of, like, obvious. The part that, uh, like, we don't know exactly, you know, when it might it might get pushed back or whatever, however it goes. But the other thing that I heard, and this was, I think, just as early as yesterday, uh, Jeff Jones reposted Anya Taylor-Joy, I think is her name, the girl who plays in the Queen's Gambit. She's the main character. Uh, I think she also... Is Princess Peach's voice actor for the movie. Okay, she's in something else that I recently saw, too. Oh, The Menu. She is basically yeah, the main yeah. character of The Menu. So she's been in a lot of roles, but uh, she tweeted that uh, Queen's Gambit 2, question mark, and Ooh. people went crazy, of course, but then, I don't know if this part is true, so all of this is a rumor, guys, so take it with a grain of salt, but then somebody in the comment section on Jeff's post, a couple hours later, said that she said she was hacked, and uh, she doesn't know why someone hacked her tw- Twitter account and said, like, oh, Queen's Gambit 2 or whatever. Now, here's what I had to say about this. I think the Queen's Gambit is one of the closest things to perfection in TV that I've ever seen ever. It is literally mm-hmm. one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. And it is it is one of the closest things to perfect beginning to end the way it ends and everything. Right. It is a whole story that they tell in however many episodes it is. And I don't feel like I I need anything else from the yeah, Queen's yeah. Gambit. That yeah, I mean said, it's done. I don't really, I, I don't know. I mean, she was based on a real person, so like I don't really know where else it goes. Like it's she became I, I feel like, at the end. Like she beat yeah. Like the story the story is what it is. The story's done. So I, I was saying on Jeff Status, like okay, so I'm torn because on one hand I love the Queen's Gambit so much; it's in my top ten TV shows I've ever seen. One, because, and we did an episode on this, this is actually one of my favorite episodes we've ever done, and I think it's over two hours long, but I relate to her so much, her going to her first tournament, how competitive she is, the fact that she's literally cried over the game that she loves, the fact that love has always been weird in her life. I relate to so many things uh, with that character, and the story, I think, it's so crazy that it's only a few episodes, because when I watch it, it just seems so long. Yeah, it that seems, that was the consensus we both had. Like it, it feels longer than it is, which is crazy. It feels really like the Queen's Game. It feels like it's a three season show, but it's they accomplish it so well. Uh, they're st- just telling the story, and then she becomes Grandmaster at the end. Everything works out in the end, and I just don't really need any more from that story. It's just so perfect that it, it can only yeah. really. Get fucked up. I got I'm, I'm kind worse. Of, I'm kinda scared because it's so close to perfection. Like it's flying so close to the sun already. That's mm-hmm. that story fu- is flying so close to the sun. So Yeah, there's a lot of things like that where it's like it didn't need a see like I don't know. There's sometimes you get something right and it doesn't need a sequel, even though you want to give it a sequel because right. money. That's but, what you know. it is too. It's like money. And I get it. Like if it's all the same writers and the same actress and all that stuff, sure. You can capture the magic again, right? Like, you can capture it twice. But it's at the risk of ruining the legacy. So then we always have to put that fucking caveat where yeah. Game of Thrones is the best show on TV, but 
it yeah, had yeah. one of the worst endings of all time. So it's like that just That's, I hate that every time I talk about Game of Thrones, I kind of somehow the conversation ends up going to even with random coworkers and stuff. It always ends up going in this direction of like, oh, man, but that ending. Yeah, that ending. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And that's why Game of Thrones was so good, because when it was made, George Double R had so much of it planned in his head that he thought about. And as he wrote, when you make a season two to something, in my opinion, you got to kind of know you're going to make a season two before you make season one. Like when you're writing a story, you can't because what happens is somebody writes a really good story and it comes to a conclusion and then it becomes really successful and they go. Well, now we got to make a season two because it was successful. But the story that you wrote wasn't written for a season two, right. three, et cetera. It wasn't written with that And in so mind. now it just it feels it, so like Squid Game. So we, we talked about this in the Squid Game episode. I think Squid Game as a show, really enjoyable. I liked it. Same. And then the teaser at the end to kind of tease a season two felt like, but an why? Afterthought. Yeah, it really did feel like an afterthought. Like, it's almost like they filmed everything up to a certain point, and then the part where he dyes his hair and goes to the airport and turns around was like an afterthought. It was actually yeah. an added scene at the end of everything, right? Like, he wins yeah, the money, yeah. he's able to support his kid and all this other stuff, and he's about to go see his kid, and so they say, let's reshoot this months later because we want to do a season two because this is blowing up. And they added that to the end of it, and that's kind of what it feels like, like an actual afterthought, not like something that was originally planned, and that's our problem with it. This has also happened with the Queen, uh, not the Queen's Gambit, this also happened with The Handmaid's Tale. The Handmaid's Tale season one is perfectly based on the first book. Well, the only book, actually. And now it's on like season four or five. When I tell you that show got so fucking bad, it got so outrageously bad. Okay? That's was, so funny. There was a point where me and Medina used to watch it. So season one was amazing, like I said. It was based on a book. And it ended the same way where at the end of it, she's about to get into like the back of a van or something like that. And it kind of just ends on this cliffhanger. That's how the book ends as well. And then, of course, money and ratings and stuff like that. They were like, OK, well, we got to continue this story. And you can just tell what Kenny said is so true. You could just tell season two and season three are literally made up bullshit. They're yep. so ridiculous. When we got to end of season two, I think it was in the season two. When we got to the end of season two, I literally said to him, I am not watching any more of this. I'm good. Like, I am good on this. And he agreed. And I think when season three came out, we both watched the first two episodes just to see what it was going to be about. And we never went back. Yeah. We never, ever went back. We watched the first two episodes of season three and we realized this is one of the worst shows. There are some scenes like continuity gets fucked up, which is one of the things that I hate the most it's it's stuff you can just tell when people don't care it's the it's yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Starbu- it's the starbucks cup in game of thrones right it's you don't even care about the quality anymore there were certain yep. continuity issues that were happening in in the handmaid's tale season two that we just started laughing at like we were rewinding like, how did this la- even like, happen yeah like look at this look at this nonsense yeah. it got that bad and i just i can't take it seriously because i know that you rushed one this came out a year or two after the first series so you didn't take that much time to develop the material right like Mm. you had to shoot it too and shooting it takes months so you didn't take that much time to actually write a cohesive story to follow the original book it was just bad and it made it left a bad taste in my mouth and every time i think about the handmaid's tale every time somebody brings it up the (sighs) only thing i can think about is god the way that show started to go the just 
nosedive. It's so frustrating because because if it just stayed at season one, you wouldn't have to have those thoughts at all. You could just would, think about how great it is. It's but instead, so it has seventeen seasons, and you're like, why does it have this many seasons? It's funny during our little intermission. Uh, um, I found out there's this show that uh, I've never seen it, but I. <laughs> It was brought to my attention. There's this show called Teen Wolf, right? And apparently, <laughs> and apparently, it's like getting a movie, right? And like, I don't know, they some some drama happened with it. But the point that I'm bringing up that's relevant to the point you're making is that um, apparently it started off as an okay show, and then one of the seasons was like actually really good, and then it just tanked, and it was the worst show ever made. And I made a guess because I was like, is uh, like are all the characters wolves or just like one guy? And it's like the main boy's a wolf. And I was like, and the person he falls in love with, she's like a girl from like a family of wolf hunters, I guess, right? And it's like, yep. It's like, how'd I know? Like, oh how'd I know? <laughs> like, how'd I know? <laughs> I've never seen TV for myself. But, but it's just funny because I, I thought of that because you mentioned that. And it's like, that stuff happens where like sometimes the show can start off okay. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, how'd this get so good? Like, this shit's insane. Yeah. And then it just like will tank again. And you're like, oh, well, all right. I think it was Vampire, fun while it lasted. I think Vampire Diaries has some of that. Vampire Diaries is a show that. I really loved the first several seasons. It's like one of the best shows ever. And there are moments in a vampire. Di- first of all, that shows made me cry. Uh, there are some really sad things that happen. There are some really intense moments. Like that show is really good at building tension where you're literally holding your breath without realizing it. You're not, you're just not breathing. And it's really good while it's good. But when I tell you that I, I didn't even finish the vampire diaries because I guess the second to the last season is where I probably stopped. It got so bad. It just got so outrageously bad that I had to question, how did I, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Like, how did the story get to this point where this is what's happening? And you guys thought that this was okay. How did this get greenlit? I feel like it's going too long. And that's what happens as well. Certain things just go too long. People tell me about supernatural and how great it is. And then, but they say there's a, there's a rough patch though. in in about the 14th or 15th season, you can skip those two seasons and just watch. Just just go to just go to sixteen, and it should be fun. It should be just go to sixteen. Well, let me tell you something fun. though. Go from fourteen if I watch, to sixteen. If I watch thirteen seasons of a show, I'm watching season fourteen. Like I'm not gonna watch thirteen seasons, bro, and then go and then skip a season. Like, Do you that's know how crazy. wild I was looking at Silverman when he was like, just skip. Like you could just skip. Nothing good happens this season. You could just skip this season and just go straight to 16 and then continue from six. I was like, are you joking? Or are you being serious? Why the fuck would I watch that much of it and then start skipping it at the end? Like, that doesn't make any sense. He told oh, me to do the same man. thing with Titans. That show called Titans, I believe. It, he said that season. Yeah, three, skip season one and two, right? Yeah. Okay. I remember I, I brought this up on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, yeah, he told me to skip seasons one and two. I was like, hold on. <laughs> hold on a minute. Hold on. Wait one god darn minute. How are you going to tell somebody, you got to watch this show, it's insane, but skip seasons one and two. You're so fucking nuts. You're so fucking nuts. Oh, my God. That is some of the most absurd shit I've ever heard. But dude, people say, you know, unhinged. I can't wait. The to thing is, though, people people will say like, "Dude, you gotta watch Naruto. Just skip to Shippuden." It's like, excuse me, yeah, like, what are you talking about? That's such an unhinged thing to say. So, and then he, the bad part is, he's not the only one who has said things like that to me. Like, just skip this entire. And they're not talking about filler. 
They're talking yeah, about yeah. absolute source material. Like, oh yeah, this was good, but just don't watch this at all. And you know I, the other problem with that is too, that. though, is like people will say that, right? And then, like, you'll watch a show and somebody will be like, just skip season five. And you'll be like, all right, whatever. And then if for whatever reason you watch the show one day, like, and you watch four seasons of it, you're not going to skip season five because no why the hell would you? There's no way. But then you watch season five and you're like, this actually isn't that bad. What? And like, it's just yeah, funny. You make up your own mind at the end of the day. Yeah, you make up your own mind, but you realize sometimes, like, this is what happens. We've talked about this before. Sometimes the culture of the internet gets in. And, like, yeah. something happens on the internet, and the internet decided that season five was bad, and then you get swept up in that because you're, you're in that, like, mode at that, that moment. You're watching it with everybody else, and you get swept up in that, oh, this one does suck. But then if you watch it on your own, you're like, no, it's, it's fine. One it's Punch fine. Man season two is a victim of that. I really, I will defend One Punch Man season two hard as hell. I really don't appreciate the way the internet tried to basically uh, review bomb it. Because of the animation and stuff, and just say that the season two is just not very good. When season two introduced Garo, who is probably the most complex character that we have so far, oh and for I, sure. And I just don't get. I mean, we spent we spent a good portion of our One Punch Man episode, which was relatively recent. We spent a good portion just talking about Garo and how he defeated yeah. that kid, and he's you know he's a villain, and the reason why he's a villain because he got bullied by people who said they were the heroes and everything around his character. I thought that season two was insane and don't get me wrong that doesn't mean that season one's animation wasn't superior and that season one wasn't a good season but i personally like from a storyline perspective from a plot perspective i thought season two was just superior like it just yeah, yeah. simply was it wasn't superior as far as animation goes but i can deal with the animation not being demon slayer level if the story is going to actually get somewhere and develop and give me a character like the same reason why i think stranger things season four is brilliant because vecna is an actual villain with a backstory yep. who has real motivations it's not just literally saitama going around which is what season one was saitama literally going around punching everything one time and basically beating it except the boros dude at the end or whatever like that those things are cool right like all of that is cool and the animation is dope and stuff like that but it is nice to get some good plot and people just like shadow one punch man season two basically just constantly talking about the animation and when i watched it yeah. i went into it thinking all right, I didn't. Uh, first of all, the thing that really pissed me off is that I didn't watch it at first for so long because I all the bad reviews. Like I actually yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. watch it. it. It put such a bad taste in my mouth that it made me not even want to go into it. And then when I finally watched it, the first episode when Garo beats the ass of like those tank top people, and he said, "I hate using this style," and he switched into that Fang style, that water style. I immediately was like, <laughs> "This shit is fire." No pun intended. Like this is. But I don't know what people were talking about. And then the rest of the season was so funny. It was like Tom impersonating that guy and putting on that wig and all that and having to keep it on the whole tournament. And I just thought everything about One Punch Man that I liked in season one really just translated into season two. Like it was funny. The yep. fights were good. The choreography was good. And then it introduced a cool character and it had a good plot and all of this stuff. And so, yeah, the, the whole group thing thing can really fuck with you. And I just the internet can get you, people, man. The internet group thing can can really, really get you. It's interesting because there's actually something happening right now where we, the Game of Thrones fans, are being accused of this. So I've seen recently there's been like this influx of this opinion where there's either A, people that are just freshly going through Game of Thrones and seeing the last season. And they're like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. The last season was fine. 
uh, or B, people saying like, I just rewatched season, I just rewatched all of Game of Thrones, and you know what? It actually wasn't that bad. And I don't really know where the fuck these people are coming from because I've exactly also what you're talking about. I've also rewatched this stuff, and it's still bad. And yep. I think what people are forgetting is that like, I, I think this is important to understand. When you watch season eight, seven, and eight of Game of Thrones, it is still. I mean, I, I mean, I guess Stranger Things might have beat it by now, maybe Last of Us, but season seven and eight is still like the highest, most produced show ever made at that time. Yeah. It is like a really, it is still one of the best shows on television. If we talk about the bar of television, yes, yes. but it's so like it's so much higher above fucking General Hospital, right? <laughs> yeah. But. It's like it's way above General, <laughs> Damn, Hospital. General Hospital. Yeah, shotgun. like I agree, <laughs> but it's still so much further below what Game of Thrones was. And yes. I think people are forgetting when you rewatch it, you go, "Oh, this is actually kind of fine because it looks good and like the stuff that you're watching is kind of cool." And there's like quips and stuff, but when you put it in the context of the story and you go, "Wait a minute, what's happening?" You got to re- like, "Oh, this is what makes it horrible." Is how fucking good the writing was like yes it's and can like, i say something too and you usually say this and this is actually where i thought you were going with this so i'm going to say it now the way you watch something actually changes your perspective on it a lot yes yeah, this, this happened to me does. this happened to me with wano with one piece and just to kind of recap on what i mean i binge watched or i should say i binge read all of wano right like i hadn't read one piece in actually years so when I finally caught up, I was starting from the beginning of the Wano arc and I read the entire Wano arc, basically. And that for me made it very enjoyable. Like I enjoy Wano a lot, but apparently there are sentiments online. And it's not a lot, but there are definitely people on the reddits that I go through that are saying like, oh, this this arc is dragging, uh, blah, 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 yeah. stuff like that, which I didn't feel at all. But you know why I didn't feel it? Because I wasn't reading it week to week. And that's no fault yeah, yeah. of the people who actually are loyalists and they read One Piece week to week. I personally can't do it. Every time I try, I end up stopping. And that's what every manga that I read, pretty much. Uh, I don't, I just can't read any manga every single week. Uh, I like Yeah, no, nah, you can't do it. I, I tend to do them monthly. Like One Piece, like every month I'll check in on That's it and read idea. three or four chapters. Yeah, and I tend to wait a little longer than that. And sometimes it gets out of hand and I don't even realize it. But One Piece I haven't yeah. read in years because I realized when I was hundreds of chapters behind, which is literally years of content, you only get like 40-something chapters a year, right? There's 52 weeks, you only get 40-something chapters. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I read all of Wano in one basically one sitting like over the course of a month i read all of wano and it was some of the best manga i've ever read in my entire life like i still talk about it now some of, if you want to hear our take on wano we did an entire arc called joy boy uh an entire episode called joy boy listen to that and you know listen to that episode very good content but like it's the way i ingested it that has shaped my perspective and i yep. don't get mad at people who read it week to week like i read dress rosa week to week and i think dress rosa dragged dress rosa is yeah, one yeah, of yeah, the yeah. weakest arcs to me but sometimes i'll see little little post about name your best three one piece arcs and some people put dress rosa in it and i always think that's wild right like marine ford's always pretty much in there and then some of the, like sky pia might be in some people's like it's in it's one of my favorites personally but then i know that also wasn't received well but it really does come down to the way you ingest it so to get to the point game of thrones we the people who are the Game of Thrones originals, we watched it from basically either season one or season two. And even if you, I came in season two. So when I came in, season two had just concluded. So I started from episode one, season one, and I watched yeah. basically 20 episodes 
in like two weeks or something. I watched 20 episodes when I first started way back in the day. And then I watched it week to week for the rest of my life until it ended. Yep. And so ended. I got the to, way yep. the way I came in was it was the weekend before season two, episode one came out. Well, first I saw season one, episode one, the day it came out because Ant was telling me about it mm. like a year before Game of Thrones came out. Ant was telling me about the show that was coming out. Yep. I saw season one, episode one, the day it came out. And then I didn't watch it uh, just because like life, I didn't have HBO, et cetera. And then the weekend season two, episode one was going to come out. I was at Ant's house and we binged all of season one and then watched season two, episode one together. And then from there, I watched it week to week for the rest of my life until it ended like Frasier. Yes. So the way you digest it is very different because uh, one of our patrons actually and friend of the podcast and guest on the podcast, Hydro Pump, he recently went through and watched all of Game of Thrones. He'd never seen a single episode, I guess. And he watched the entire thing and he got to the end. And he said one of the things that Kenny kind of started this entire discussion with. He said, uh, ah, I just finished Game of Thrones. I didn't think it was as bad as everyone made it out to be. So like he went in expecting the ending to be absolutely awful, right? And then mm-hmm. because he watched literally all of Game of Thrones, eight seasons, in probably a month or two at most, there was no real break in between episodes yeah. at all. And no real break in between seasons, which I actually think you don't really get Game of Thrones when you watch it that way. And I say this for some specific reasons. For example, one of the most jarring ones, because my my friend Gary literally just did this in 2021. He just watched all of Game of Thrones. And uh, we got the season, the end of season five. The end of season five, spoiler alert, end of season five, Jon Snow gets killed. Jon Snow gets resurrected the very next season, episode two. So season six, episode two, Jon Snow gets resurrected by Melisandre. And why it's important that there was an actual over a year break between when Jon Snow gets stabbed and the last thing you see is him dying in the snow. That's the last scene of season five. That's important that there was over a year wait before it came back and he's resurrected in episode two. Because when you watch it, when you just when you binge it like Hydra did, and again, this is no attack on these people who like binge it and all that stuff, but I just want to say that your Game of Thrones experience is not the Game of Thrones experience that, one, the way it was intended, and two, not the same one that everyone else had who just watched it. It has a different weight to it. The weight as in heavy, not weight as in time that you wait. Um, Because during that year... During that year before the next season comes out, every you're thinking about it. People are talking about oh, it. Is he there were is podcasts, he really dead? There were Do you guys think videos. he's going to come back? Yeah, all of that Theories. shit. And then you get none of that. You get none of it. You get none of the discussion around Jon Snow actually being dead, right? None of the Azor High, the prince that was promised. You literally went, Jon Snow's dead. You watch one. You watch another episode that night. Then you watch one more episode and he's alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, there's also a thing where like the way everything sits with you different and your understanding of things are different. Cause so for example, when you watch season one, the season eight, you're going to watch season one, the season eight, and then you're going to ingest as much as you can, but I, like no fault to any human. You're going to miss some stuff. Cause we all did. Whereas like some people, like I know I did this. I know Frazier did this. You watch all of season one. And then before season two comes back, you rewatch all of season one. And then you watch all of season two. And then before season three comes back, you rewatch all of season one and two. Yep. By the time you get to season five, you've rewatched season one five times, and yep. then two, four times, and then three, and so forth you know, the however, and then, yeah. And so you've rewatched all of, and then you, every time you rewatch it, you find out and learn something new about the show and all these nuances that connect and intersect. So then when you finally get all the way to season seven and eight, 
and all of these things that you've rewatched multiple times and been able to like put together and you see like, oh my God, they put all these lines here. When you see that those lines just fray off and go nowhere, you're like, wow, that's really fucking disappointing. And Whereas if you just watch it one to eight, you just see what they showed you and yeah. you don't get a chance to realize all of the lines they dropped. Yeah, and there's no way, right, that anyone reading or watching something with that much content, right? Every season is over 10 hours. Actually, yeah. like actually that's a that's a fact every season of game of thrones is over 10 hours because there are there are multiple episodes in every season that are literally over an hour long um so like and there's 10 episodes per season and none of them yeah. are less than an hour really so i say all that to say like you're watching so much content your brain like we're humans our brains just can't like actually digest all of it like you see little finger you might see little finger being himself and like doing all kinds of chaotic things right in one week because you binge watched the first four seasons and then if you binge watch the next four seasons in the next two weeks Littlefinger's dead but Littlefinger is a huge part of game of thrones and he's around for a very long time and when i think about game of thrones i think about him basically being there to the very end but somebody who binged it he's kind of like well yeah he dies and yeah yeah he could die really fast depending on your speed of watching it right like yeah. Death. Like Tywin, Tywin seems like he's in Game of Thrones for a very long time to me, but Tywin dies in season four. Yeah. It and he doesn't come in until season two, really. He, exactly. He he doesn't really come in until season two, to be honest. So yeah. there's there's a lot about the way you ingest things and your perception of them, whether they're good or bad or whatever. Uh, and that's that's kind of we went off on a whole tangent on it, but I think it's yeah, important. I think it is important to kind of bring that up because that does really affect your. Perception. It does the way it's ingested. I personally, in my opinion, the way I prefer to ingest media and the way that is the most enjoyable to me is to binge it. However, yep. there's a caveat there. I binge it like where, for example, I like to binge like a season of something, right? So for, for like One Piece, yeah. I. You could go a whole arc not reading One Piece and then binge that arc. And now you have time to sit and ingest that arc, read back, look at it again, etc. And then you have you wait for the next arc. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's yep. Or like Attack on Titan, like I, I didn't watch it week to week, but I binged that whole season. I'm able to talk about it. Exp- and then I get to wait for the next season and have all this time that the last season simmer with me. And then when the next season comes out, it'll it's just like a different feeling than if you just simply watch season one to season 48 port part four. Yeah. I, I think attack on Titan is another good example because the stuff that we realized about Aaron recently from recent seasons, it's kind of crazy. If I were to watch all of the show in one weekend, right? Like I can catch up on attack on Titan. You could watch all of attack on Titan in one weekend. Yeah. And it, it would be crazy to see Aaron go from what he is in episode one, season one, to what he is in the following season part eight, like it, it would just be a lot. I think to see the character development, you wouldn't, I don't think you would really be able to get it. And yeah. It, again, it'd be not, a lot. not insulting anyone's intelligence or their ability to grasp things, but I just feel like it's not meant for you to ingest it that, that fast either. Like that many seasons, five, five yeah, seasons, yeah. six seasons of Aaron and the, how he's developed over the course of each of them and stuff. Like, I don't think it's meant for you. In fact, even the manga was a monthly manga. Like yeah, Attack on Titan didn't come out every week. It was a monthly manga, so it was never intended for you to even get all of Eren's character in a weekend. And yeah, that anyway. I think yeah, I think we kind of 
we kind of covered that it, rant. But, but we yeah but we we accomplished what we wanted to okay before we wrap this episode up there is something else that's going on that i kind of just want to briefly touch on because i feel like people will get mad of us mad at us if we didn't us being the i'm their podcast but the dcu i guess james gunn and the dcu they revealed their plan for the next all right have years. a good night everyone no i'm just kidding go ahead <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be honest though so while kenny's joking it, it's ha- it's it's only half of a joke because i don't i'm gonna be honest the dcu when i tell you of top 10 things that are not interesting to me right now i'm just not really interested in anything that the dc universe has to offer me and that's that's because of dc it's not because i don't like superman yeah, yeah. it's not because i don't like the flash it's not because i don't like wonder woman i like all of those characters and they actually have a deck building game that i play relatively often and enjoy a lot so i like all the characters in the dcu I just, well, in, in DC, not in the DCU. I just don't care about the DCU specifically because it's been mishandled so awful. Yeah, it's it's not been good. And look, if it, once again, if it ends up being good, if they, if DCU Chapter 1 Gods and Monsters, like if that's good, I don't even know what the fuck that is. I don't know what that if is. If that either. ends up, if that ends up being good, if Superman Legacy is good, if, if these things end up being good, that's cool, but it's also interesting because they're calling this chapter one. So is this a DC? Is this another DC reboot? Are we going to get another? Because this looks like another reboot. As far as I, so this is interesting to me because I didn't know this is what was happening. I understand that Henry Cavill, the person that played Superman, yep, um, he thought he was going to be playing Superman in the next Superman movie, and then found out that he wasn't. And it was like a big thing because he's not playing Superman in the next Superman movie. And I guess this is why, because it's a reboot. And so I'm assuming The Brave and the Bold is going to be another Batman, another retelling of the fucking first Batman arc. Um, <laughs> yeah. That we've had 37 times. So anyway, if this ends up being good, that's really cool. Um, I we, do we'll not have high hopes. If it's good. But I'll, just, I'll check it out. I just can't bring myself to care about dc and this is also slated for 2025 and it's currently the beginning of 2023 so yeah i also don't really care because it's two years from now and i don't even know it's 2025 when it's supposed to like end or that's when it started it says 10 movies and shows beginning 2025 that's what it says so gods and monsters isn't coming out to 2020 i don't yeah i don't give a fuck like the, the I am their podcast is going to be thirty seven years old when that shit. That's comes what out. I'm saying. <laughs> so I don't. I just when I saw this and like the internet, you know, the internet, internet, it. I just can't bring myself to care that much about any of this. Like I, I'll read off the title. So you got DC Chapter One, Gods and Monsters. Then you got Superman Legacy, which is a movie. The Brave and the Bold, a movie. Supergirl, One Woman of Tomorrow, a movie. The Authority. Don't know what that is, a movie. Swamp Thing. I only know that because of the DC Duck Building game. That's also a movie. And then you have five TV shows. So you got. Creature Commandos, an animated TV show, Waller, Lanterns, Booster Gold, and Paradise Lost. I know Booster Gold from DC Duck Building, and I know, obviously, the Lanterns because they're actually popular. But Waller, I guess... That's, that's Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller, yeah. I actually know that one also from DC Duck, Duck Building. Uh, but Paradise Lost, no clue what that is. Creature Commandos, I don't know what that is either. I don't know what the authorities is. I don't really know how Snow is going to have its own movie. That just seems interesting. There's 10 things on that list, right? 10, yep. That means that if it's starting in 2025, right? And that's chapter one. That end, right? The that the end of that list is until like 2030, right? Yes. Like if the first one comes out in 2025. Yeah, because like that list doesn't. Out. 
That list doesn't end until fucking 2030. Like, that's not all coming out in 2025. No, it's not. And, like, James Gunn has white hair already. Like, he's going to die. Like, you know? Yeah, I just before, don't. Before Chapter 3 happens, he's dead. I just don't care. And that's that's the I just do not care enough about this. I can't bring myself to lie and act like I care about this. I'm just not enthused. They have to actually make me care, right? That's the position yeah, yeah, that yeah, DC yeah. has put, I think, everyone in. Or I guess the me. position that we've put them in is that you have to make us care. Like I I had to put them in shit. Don't not nah, don't put this on me. Yeah. Don't offload their blame. They did this. Yeah, it's not. It's just not it. I'm. Not, I just so, can't bring myself to care about. This. I'll watch it when it comes out. But I. Well, I'll watch Gods and Monsters. I was about to say I'll watch the beginning the of it one. and see what it's giving. But if it looks like it's not good, for example, low key, high key. I'm sure you guys notice because you're our loyal listeners. But we haven't really done some of the Marvel content as far as the shows goes in a while, right? Like we didn't do Moon Knight. We didn't do the one with Meg Thee Stallion at the She Hulk. We didn't do that one. Uh, and we probably will at some point, but yeah, at some point we'll do it. But, but there's a reason why we have it. It's because in all honesty, like if, if Kenny and I are being honest, especially with as much time that we don't have nowadays, I could just better use my time ingesting other media that I've ever talked about rather than watching like pretty mid shows because they've been pretty mid overall. Yeah, like most of them are just mid and I'm watching them just to talk about them on a podcast. But like. I feel like that's almost a little disingenuous because I'm not actually interested. Like we, we said we were going to do one on a Falcon and winter soldier one. Right. And we never did. And that's, that's not. Wait, we didn't. Me. No, we never did an episode on that one. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. I but thought the, we did. There's a reason for it. Cause like I have major resentment for, I didn't really enjoy it. And yeah, yeah. I've talked really, about it a couple times. We but. did. We bring it up all the time, but like, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, it was just kind of mid to me, just like the other ones. Like a lot of the other ones, like sure, there's we like one division a bit, and we like Loki, but so many other ones, like like the Hawkeye one and stuff like that. Like some of them are just like, oh my god. So I don't really want to keep watching all of these Marvel shows, and now we're going to have DC shows on top of that too. It's like yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. There's just a lot of that kind of content. They got to be not. good. They got to be just good. have to be good, and they just haven't really been. And I'm hoping that DC will change that, but I also don't have high hopes. Is the thing so. I don't, yeah, I don't have any hopes. Yep. Zero hopes. So, all right, well, let me give a shout out to the people over on our Patreon account. As I said earlier, uh, we've been putting out a lot of content, almost fucking daily content, actually. It has been daily this week. Uh, but yeah, we've been putting out a lot of content, ramping it up on Patreon and on YouTube. So check out both of those. Please subscribe to both if you can. That would be uh, a great service to us. We really appreciate that. Anyways, for the people on our Patreon, we have Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest, Garrett, Xavier, Hylian, Dimitri Barnes, Alexander Brissett, Vinny Casello, Giovanni Avalos, Alex Flamer, Ani Reynolds, CJ, Dubk Dad One, Dan Varable, First to Home, Dalis Fernandez, S. Akuma, Mitchell Niles, Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Dimitri Sapiridis, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, Roz Weiss, Nick Stengo, Hansel, our two-time national champion, Vincent Zinn, Sarah Maria, Sunny Top Cut Podcast, Alex Ahern, Philip Campa. Jalen Haskins, Araleigh Melfi Slump, Chris Lynn, Jeff Luang, Blake Jeffrey Smith, Connor LK, MSW2389, Edison Club, Kyle Batelho, Brandon Moore, Sugal, Nick, Andy, and Eric, mm-hmm. Eric, 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 yep, Eric. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> you know what? Because I, I know, so the funny part is, I met Eric uh, through DB. I was playing, I was dueling by myself one day on DB under one of my fake accounts and we played a frog mirror match and it was really good. And his name in the discord uh, on discord is Mr. Soltai. And uh, 
I've been like basically talking to him because we had a really good match. And we started discussing. I said, hey, I'm learning this deck. And it seems like, you know, he, he was giving me advice and stuff like that. I ended up winning the match. But he, I could tell that he knew what he was doing a bit more than I did because I just picked it up basically. The frog, the frog, the new frog monarch deck because it's very different than what it used to be. Um, he was playing some interesting cards like he was playing Maria Greed, he was playing Instant Fusion, and he had all these cool tech cards. And they they actually worked out pretty well. Like it went to game three and everything, and it, it did go down to the wire too. Uh, but I ended up pulling it out, and we talked for like a half hour after, and he was like, uh, "I forget." He said, "If you ever, if you ever want to duel again." Like hit me up here or whatever like that. And I gave him I gave him I I think I even gave him my Discord or my YouTube or something like that. And he was like, wait. Like I think he literally typed wait dot dot dot. Wait, 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 wait. Dot 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 dot. Like wait. He's like, you're and I was like, LOL, what's wrong? He was like, you're you're a fucking Fraser Smith. And I was like, yeah. And we had a it was his whole moment. But he was like, yo, I fucking love you. And it, it just was a whole thing. It was very wholesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. Shout and out to Eric. I don't know what your last name I is because Fraser Fraser can't pronounce it. Charles, but, okay, I'm, I'm gonna try though. Let me. Not, don't hold, maybe he doesn't want his government out there. That's you know? true. Actually, that is true. Maybe he his, doesn't want his, his government out there. Is full. I'll just call you Eric for now, and you tell me if you listen to this episode and you get to this point, you tell me what you want to be called on the Patreon uh, shoutouts. But right now, I'll just call you Eric. Anyways, shout out to you. Uh, shout out. I, I really enjoy like how detail oriented you are and you sending me all of those really, really long messages. And even he sent me deck lists and everything. And like the reason why he cert, uh, chose certain cards, how to side deck with the deck and all types of stuff. So it's been, it's been real. It That's has awesome. been real, but yeah, he's our newest patron. Uh, and shout out to everybody who's joined the I'm there podcast. Thank you very much. Patreon. We are up to 46 people. It actually might be more than that, but like since it's at the time where, they start charging a lot of the people from the first of the month and all that. Uh, if you know, if your car gets declined and stuff like that, then they, they like take you off for a second until it goes through. So there's that whole yeah, payment yeah. processing part that we're going through right now. Anyways, as I always say, guys do the things that make you happy, including ranting with one of your coolest friends. Also wish Ooh. Kenny a happy birthday. Uh, this man happy just birthday. fresh 25. So yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's, man. that's what is given. That's what is given. All right. Well, we will catch you in the next one. Peace out. Thank you very much. Good night. Good day. Good week.